If you ever wanted to be the owner of a desert town, now's your chance. The town of Campo is for sale, although the price hasn't been announced and the seller is only accepting bids. The hamlet is about 10 miles north of the border along 94 and is home to about 100 people. Not much has changed since the town was primarily built for the military during World War II, and that's part of the charm. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Phil Molnar, you cover real estate for the Union Tribune. And for once, you have a rather unique story. It's not just a piece of real estate. It's an entire town that's for sale. How did this happen? Well, it's not just for once I have a unique story. I've had other ones. So this is the only story regarding a town for sale. Okay. All right. That's That's true. You've got me there. So, yes, the town of Campo. um, It's about an hour, hour and a half drive from downtown San Diego. You sometimes might get stopped by Border Patrol, so that makes the journey longer. Um, It's this very old town. It had been used as an army base. It had been the location of a cavalry. And it has a pretty rich history, but it's it's in far eastern San Diego County. There's not a whole lot going on. Most of the buildings there were built in 1940. And it's not a ghost town. There are people living there. But it definitely has the feel of a ghost town. It's just this like almost desert-like community where old buildings, not a whole lot happening going on. And yeah, it's just this frozen in time sort of unique place in San Diego County. Yeah, I grew up in rural Nebraska, so this kind of reminds me of those towns of less than you know 500 people where there's like a gas station and maybe a Dollar General, but that's kind of it. Yeah, the weird thing about Campo, and even though people got mad at me for even suggesting it might be uh, a ghost town, is there's no gas station. Really? There's no grocery store. There's no anything. I mean, the biggest thing they've got out there is a hardware store in Mm -hmm. the center of town, which just sells everything. Pet food, cowboy hats, all sorts of unique things like that. And then there's one restaurant called the Bee Cafe, which everyone raves about. And uh, Alejandro, the videographer, and I ate there after we were done with our story. So we've been there. Cool. So the first question, why is this for sale? So it's sort of interesting. A few people have owned it over the years for always weird reasons, but it's always been kind of kept together, this big chunk of 16 acres. Now, a Las Vegas investor purchased the property, I believe in the year 2000. It was sort of unclear from property records, but it was the early 2000s that this investor bought it. And has basically, as far as I can tell, just hung on to it, made maybe some minor improvements when things went really crazy, but for the most part, didn't do a whole lot. And it, which is actually kind of cool in one regard because it still looks the same as it's always looked. Mm-hmm. And I guess definitionally, this isn't literally a city. It's not like a, a city within San Diego County. It's just an unincorporated part of the county, right? Right, right. Just totally unincorporated. Um, no mayor, no anything else to worry about. Just, I guess you could come in there and buy the land, which is now up for sale, and do whatever you want with it. But there will always be some sort of community opposition. I, I don't think you could level it and put up a gigantic apartment building, but uh, you could always try. So can you explain how one goes about selling a town? Well, the owner, his name is John Ray, he contacted a San Diego real estate agent named Connor Brennan, who actually, um, he just saw some of Connor's marketing materials and decided, okay, this is the guy I want. So the 
depending on how it goes, the real estate agent kind of lucked out that he got this huge, very prominent listing that's now like people are reading about it all over the world. Listing agent Connor Brennan got the listing from the Las Vegas investor, and he said, You have developers looking at this space. You have rehabbers looking at this space. Um, as you can tell, if you're looking around me, these all used to be, this used to be a military town, and these are all army barracks, and they were converted after the war, so now um, these are used as apartments for a lot of the locals here. So it, it could really be anybody, even we have movie producers looking at it for using the town as a, a setting for their movies. So, I mean, it's really anybody and everybody, um, somebody who wants to be a mayor of their own town. What are the people of Campo saying? What's it like when your town's for sale? Well, we were, the Union Tribune, we were out there the other day, and we were literally the first people out there to tell them that the town was for sale. Were they shocked? (laughs) Well, I guess they were just sort of, it's always sort of weird being a reporter and going up to a stranger anyways. Yeah. But for me also, like, you don't know who I am. I've got a reporter badge on, but I'm just like, hey, guess what? The town's for sale. So I feel like they didn't really jump you know, right away to be like, oh, okay. So that was sort of unique in that regard. But the general feeling I got is there's a hope that it won't bring some big development that will still stay a small town. And people are, of course, worried a little bit about the traffic. So we talked to one local named uh, Lucy Thomas who said, Campo is very laid back. We have wonderful people here. A lot of cattle people live up here. And uh, uh, we're very community-minded. Uh, when need is, is, uh, when families are in need, we all come together and kind of help one another out. It's very, very heartwarming, very wonderful. Uh, we don't have the fear. Like, we have all the noises in town. It's very, very quiet, very peaceful. Well, I hope that the buyer takes uh, into consideration what our town really means to the people here, that they don't go overboard and really produce something that's going to really impact our town with a lot of traffic and all. Our highways cannot handle it, and any more people, our schools can't really handle that. And I imagine her sentiment is common among people of Campo. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's people with a little bit more skin in the game. We talked to the owner of an the lumber shop I mentioned earlier, it's it's a lumber shop, but it's a hardware store, but it's like sort of like the unofficial center of town. Yeah. If you, if you drive through Campo, it's like there's not a whole lot going on. You basically only see Border Patrol cars, but the one spot people you see cars coming and going from is this hardware shop. Now, that land is included in the sale. So the owner of the lumber shop, Bob Marks, who owns it with his wife, Deborah. Um, he's hoping that whoever buys the town doesn't get rid of his shop where he Mm -hmm. leases the land and also that he'll be a great asset to whoever buys it because he'll have all these supplies, plumbing, painting, lumber, everything that's needed to fix up this town is right there. It's like a mini Home Depot right in the center of town and that's where he's got his hopes right now for whoever decides to buy it. And that makes sense because... If you're buying this town, theoretically you want to use it for something and you have the resources there. It's better to have that money go directly back into the town rather than, you know, shipping things in from anywhere else. 
Yeah, that is the hope. I mean, I've heard of crazier things happening, but it's, it's, he's in a pretty ideal location spot, like directly in the middle of everything that's being sold. And there are a lot of abandoned buildings in uh, Campo that are former military barracks and other uses. Some of the buildings, it was sort of unclear what they even were for, but they were, (laughs) they were shuttered. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it's, there's a lot of potential there, but it also might be really costly. So it'd be interesting to see who ends up buying it, if anybody. So the Border Patrol has a station nearby. So what kind of role does that have with the potential sale, or is that kind of unrelated? Well, I think it could impact a sale. On the plus side, a lot of people in town work for the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. I don't have an exact number just because it's this weird unincorporated place, but the majority of I think it'd be fair to say that a huge chunk of people that live in Campo work for the Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. So if you're the one buying the land, you've got a built-in, very small workforce mm-hmm. that can pay rent for buildings and frequent your establishments. The thing that I would be concerned about if I were a buyer with the Border Patrol is they are stopping cars coming out of Campo, mm-hmm. and I suppose maybe sometimes coming in, but a lot of, I've mostly seen it going out, where they stop you, even though you've you've never left the United States, they're mm-hmm. asking you what your citizenship is, what you're doing, all that kind of stuff, and it makes sense. Campo's just about a mile from the border. It is right there, but I mean, if you're looking to buy it and make it a commercial viable place or something like that, it could be a real, it's got to be a real headache. And something you have to consider for customers, residents, anything that if you're getting stopped by the Border Patrol once a day, you know, it's it's got to be a weird thing. Mm-hmm. And I have heard of, you know, some people avoiding certain routes because of this, even if they are citizens, just because they don't like the experience of being searched. So I can imagine that happening there, too. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I'm not so familiar with the roads around there, but where they were stopping people coming out of Campo... I think I, you'd have a hard time avoiding them. There's yeah, only there's so one. many roads. <laughs> like, there's like one main road. So it's like just the 94, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'd have to look at the map. I think there might be, maybe there's a way around it. If somebody knows, it's people that live in Campo. Certainly. But uh, yeah, that also comes to another point. I mean, visitors from town, they're going to be hitting that checkpoint. Mm-hmm. And it's not always the best feeling, you yeah. know, especially when you haven't left the country. So certainly. So. Uh, do you have any sense of a timeline as to when um, th- any sale would happen? You know, I guess it sort of depends on the buyer. Um, I think, you know, it sort of depends on what sort of number the owner has in mind. Mm-hmm. So they did this sort of unique thing where they placed it the town for sale, but they didn't say what the cost was. I've gotten like four or five emails from people being like, you forgot to put what the cost was. <laughs> uh, I put in the story that exactly what I'm telling you now. They did not put a listing price and they're going to wait to see what comes in. I could be wrong, but I think that might speed it up. Yeah. If if the owner has in in his mind that he, he's willing to sell it for like $6 million and someone just takes a shot in the dark and says, uh, you know, $6 million. But if they had listed it for, say, $25 million and, you know, they started getting a bunch of lowball offers and all this kind of stuff, I don't know. It, it kind of could go either way. But the interesting thing and the cool thing for us here at the Union Tribune is the day that we ran the story Wednesday was basically like the first day it was up for sale. Mm-hmm. It just nothing had happened. The, we're really fortunate. The listing agent contacted us right after he got the listing, 
didn't really do anything, uh, you know, I mean, he was doing stuff behind the scenes, but basically just waiting for us to run the article and then yeah. bang, the whole world knows. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. It's just started and it'd be incredible if somebody came in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. but, uh, I don't know. It, it's totally different, but the the home market is kind of slowed down right now, uh, and real estate in general in the past six to eight months has kind of slowed down. So mm-hmm. maybe that might temper some enthusiasm. Yeah, and this is you know a very unlikely listing, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I should mention the sale does include twenty eight residences. Uh, that's mainly army barracks converted to apartments, but there are a few single family homes. And the sale also includes seven commercial properties, including a U.S. post office, which is rented from the owner, uh, Border Patrol land. Border Patrol rents that land. It also includes a VFW hall, a church, and just a lot of other buildings you could do a lot with. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we'll just wait around and see until we have the identity of the buyer. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Phil Molnar, thank you so much. In other business news, Macy's is suing the developer trying to remake Horton Plaza. The retailer wants to stop the construction of the new tech campus, saying that doing so violates its lease. As of now, Horton Plaza is a dead mall. The only three stores are Macy's, Jimbo's, and a 24-hour fitness. Stockdale Partners wants to transform the area into a tech campus with first-floor retail, food, and fitness tenants. This legal challenge could stymie development, much to the frustration of many downtown residents. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. If you also like your news in your email inbox, we've got you covered. You can sign up for breaking news, top headlines, business, sports, entertainment, watchdog, caregiving, and more. We've also got an email in Espanol, plus emails from Pacific Magazine and a host of community newspapers. Just go to uniontrip.com newsletters. Until next time.